Hello and welcome to the Test Tube Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Hey yo, my name is Eric. We are representing X39 Gem, the biggest synthetic biology competition in the world. We are here to interview fantastic researchers and demystify the world of synthetic biology. Let's get right into it. Welcome to Test 2 Podcast. This is the second half of our interview with iGEM Vienna. So if you haven't already checked out the first part, maybe go there first. Anyway, let's continue with our interview with iGEM Vienna. What else has iGEM sort of taught you to appreciate or taught you overall that you will say is a really useful skill? I think something that most of us, uh, because most of us come from a background of natural sciences, wanted to avoid like the plague is sponsorships <laughs> and fundraising. Nobody wanted to do that except for an angel. I will name drop her. It's Sandra. Sandra is our yeah. fundraising team leader. It was actually the first thing I, I thought about too. She needs, to, she needs to be appreciated in this podcast because she's the sole reason emails even went out. <laughs> And we get a quick, anyone who's listening to this, go over to, to Team Vienna's like Instagram, anything, Twitter, and just please just give this, this poor, poor person some praise. Give give Sandra a praise on literally any one of our recent, like if it's if it's the project promotion video on our TikTok, just write shout out to Sandra for making this happen. <laughs> Uh, this is the general, because if, if that's uh, without her, none of this will work. Absolutely. She's the name. So she's perfect. <laughs> but what was extremely useful for me is because for all like the stakeholder presentations and meetings and everything, I of course came along with her because I'm better acquainted with the research part while we're still in the beginning. And uh, she also works in the lab, but I still try to keep a more holistic picture of it. So I always came along and I prepared the presentations with her. That was something that I, even in my regular work, would not experience. Just looking for people who are interested, raising money, collaborations with other teams in terms of trying to find creative intersections into different projects or different aspects. And honestly, the bioethics side of iGEM that forces you kind of to go reflect on the different biosafety concerns, the bioethical concerns of your project, super interesting something that while it does partially exist in our study we have economics classes as biotechnologists for example we also have like patent law classes so we have to confront ourselves with it but it's a very different kind of thing that if you do it in a lecture or a course and do like one written exam and then never think about it again and doing this actively for projects such as this that's to me was the most out-of-the-box experience that iGEM gave me so far and definitely something that will help me in the future, I hope. Actually, the organization part was the newest thing for me. I mean, uh, we had a whole empty lab and we got to put in all the stuff and think about stuff you would never even think about because it is in every lab and we had this empty lab and we had to get everything we needed in there and some stuff you don't realize that it was a lot of work, but it it was worth it. I think, as you said, it's it's a lot more the organizational stuff than the day-to-day -day lab work we actually already knew from work. Because time was... planning is actually quite interesting, specifically for things like autoclaving or pipette tips and stuff yeah. like that. That's something that usually, if you work in a lab, that's something that's done by laboratory technicians. God bless their souls um, for doing this regularly and making sure that this happens. 
And in iGEM, for us, it's super interesting to see, okay, you have to do this. You have to also do this. You have to do this, which is a given in both teaching labs and working labs most of the time. Very rarely do you have to organize it yourself. And that's, yeah, yeah. to us, it's very eye-opening. Also, I want to say organizing the ordering of stuff. Shout out to everyone who does this because <laughs> you don't know how much work this is until you have to do it yourself. And it's a lot of work because you have to know all times okay what needs to be done what do we need what do we still have and somehow all lab technicians know it and can do it for huge labs and I have this one small lab and it's a lot of work what about you what was your super important lesson from iGEM so far Oh boy. Do you want to begin us? <laughs> For me, it's definitely the wiki, because all of us are bioscientists. We've got no comp skis and no engineers in our team. So one of us had to jump onto the wiki making. It's so. been my absolute pleasure to look at the wiki and go, Eric, oh. this is good. Why don't you do this thing now? And Eric goes, that's not how it works, Dan. <laughs> you, you can't just make that thing happen. I don't want yeah. Eric, oh, man. you and I were <laughs> birds of a feather. I am responsible for the wiki <laughs> yeah. programming. I feel you. It's so difficult. It, 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 like one thing's wrong and then if you can't find the problem it's it, it's just like you're there for hours trying to figure I it out i particularly enjoy when you do spend six hours working on something and then someone looks at you and goes oh yeah that's nice and you go that was that was that's years of my life gone yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a tough life yeah i i think for me probably the the thing i've learned most is probably like team coordination if you guys have said communication between your team is super important and so I find it super useful for me, at least, to come into a day, talk to everyone and go, right, what are we doing today? What do you need to do? What do you need to do? And then go, right, this is what everyone's doing. And therefore, I can position myself best. So I tend to yeah. muddle through and do a little bit of everything. So sometimes I'm in the lab, sometimes I'm doing uh, stakeholder calls. It's, it's probably team coordination and communication has been the thing that I've learned the most. I actually think that what is most useful for iGEM, and I really highly suggest teams, uh, like people to join iGEM teams and do it because it's such a multifaceted competition. You can be as experienced as you want in your field. You will learn a ton of new things. And I think for people who are undergraduate, because we also have people who have very little um, lab experience uh, due to them being or finishing their bachelor's right now, super useful you will never get this much stress but also you will never get a better insight on how it is to work with a team on communication styles on working with people you do not particularly know and all with a mostly shared goal of wanting to make a project happen that uh, everybody's passionate about it's, um, it's wild how quickly you learn how absolutely. other people work as well and especially just even like making like you know just making friends with people because before our project began none of us knew each other and now it's we, we, now we make a podcast now we're on a podcast <laughs> yeah. doing this sort of thing and it's yeah I think, it's crazy I just think how quickly you know people friends are made in the trenches a lot of times and yeah. uh there is no better trench currently than iGEM for people I know that oh, that's such a good metaphor but also, man, are we selling iGEM here? <laughs> Trenches. Come to iGEM. It's hell, but you'll make it's, some friends. It's the trench with friends. The grand prize are the friends we made along the way. <laughs> and you win a brick at the end. 
you could there's the there's the opportunity to win a brick yeah. which you guys are already making bricks so i feel like even if you don't come first you just make your own brick guys you're sorted yeah we're pretty good we can make our build our own houses Absolutely. oh no <laughs> do you want to live i mean a self-regenerative house I, this, this I, sounds like you I can pour some water in house i would make at least like a hut okay good <laughs> I, I am, i'm going for the house <laughs> gonna have an iGen party hut outside of our uni somewhere eric and i both uh, we both studied secondary education here in the uk and symbio is really lacking from the syllabus you learn a little bit about dna some technology to do with it I don't know about you, I learned barely anything. I think the closest I got was learning about transformations. Yeah, genetic engineering. How about you guys? What's the Symbio education like in Austria? We had a little bit for molecular biology and stuff like this. Most of the stuff I learned for my bachelor's thesis because I was in that area and I already worked with E. coli and stuff like that and yeast. But in the curriculum itself, I mean... I mean, they also mention mention in school, so. Yeah, okay, yeah. In school? Yeah. Nothing at all, so. Yeah, yeah. I think I was quite lucky in this case. I had a very passionate physics teacher, and that's actually a very interesting kind of approach to these things, because in chemistry and biology, I barely heard of anything like that. But I did an extracurricular in physics, and he taught everything in terms of the physical explanation of life and everything in such with such passion that even though I maybe not wasn't really super familiar with the methods in Symbio, I became very interested in biotechnology and these kinds of things in the in in the physical parts of biotechnology or bi- biology in general, and that kind of led me to this. I think that we kind of are approaching a point where the wider public should know more about what Symbio is about because it's so all pervasive in our lives and it's going to become more and more relevant in our daily lives. However, I personally also understand why that is a bit of a partially controversial subject to delve into in school curricula. In Austria, just genetic editing and symbio is not necessarily a very popular subject among the general public. I don't know how it is for you guys, but we have much more outspoken people against than um, a scientific community that is for, even though they are and also they also speak, but they speak in specific circles or they speak for specific circles and it's difficult to say that biotechnology students are going to be against genetic editing that kind of is the basis of the entire job but for the general public there is much more communication of how bad it could be do you think then that we should focus education not just on what symbio is let's teach you about how to genetic engineer but more so on the dangers for the general public because that way people can get a more rounded idea we, for example, are currently having a collaboration with Eindhoven, uh, the iGEM team from the Netherlands, uh, specifically around this topic. We are in the process of interviewing experts uh, in the field and people who are commenting on the field of the safety precautions and, and ethics of Symbio, specifically to maybe make a rather comprehensive analysis of what do people in the field say in a way that can be digestible for the general public. We also do online surveys. Also, check out our social media once the link is up. Uh, fill out the survey <laughs> if you feel like it. I do not force anybody. It's very short. No, we no, she will have you, though. She is the team leader. She'll she'll get you. 
I will get you. I will find you. The person <laughs> and I will force you to fill out the survey. But what we will do is we will um, we construct a survey for the general public online where they can give us a general estimate of like where they think that Symbio is a net positive or net negative, whether they can they think it's a good perspective for the solution of different problems that we have or not, stuff like that. Because I think a lot of times Symbio is a very amorphous term and field where everybody's just like, I guess I this is the definition. And I think that also reflects in the fears of people. My family, for example, is not necessarily in the field of natural sciences. So uh, when I explain to them my work or what I do for iGEM, it sounds sci-fi to them. And these are people who are working in the natural sciences into a certain, like at least in medicine to a certain extent. And even there, there is a disconnect because science marches on so quickly. And there are so many things that people are already lost in the shuffle with that are kind of connected. I can't blame people who have no connection with it whatsoever. Um, being kind of fearful if we tell them, yeah, we take DNA from one organism and we put it in another. Yeah. I think also, um, especially in Austria, I don't know how it is in other countries, uh, if you're talking about genetic engineering, most people think about plant biotechnology, so modified plants to get better growth and stuff like this. And they are not really comfortable with it because they consume it in one way or another. And it sounds, as Tatiana already said, very sci-fi for them. And they're not sure about it. But I don't think most people are aware of in how many places in their lives genetic engineering actually exists already. And how many things does this can be used that's not only like producing food or stuff like that. I think people's opinions of Symbio and what they know of it, it comes from the media that then you can look at and say, well, how much in the media is it talked about that Symbio is building bricks? <laughs> like very little. And yet projects like this are happening everywhere that are really interesting and super important for the future of the human race. How would you sort of advise people, whether they be scientists or be completely out of that sort of field, how would you advise they talk to people around them and how could they educate friends or family? I think what people who are in science and plan to work in research need to do is uh, get media training and get do workshops where they learn communication to the general public. There are many workplaces that offer that where you can do your when you do your PhDs or when you generally work there as a student assistant or teaching assistant make use of the opportunities you're given. I love working in the lab and I hate talking to people, but it's extremely important, especially in consideration if we go by last three years, historically, thank, it's thank very God you're important. On a podcast, eh? Yeah, like in the, <laughs> we're in a distance and also you're lovely. Um, but what's very important is Talk to your loved ones, talk to the people you know who are not in this field. Um, talk to them and try to practice on them. Try to explain what you're doing in the basic building blocks of it. You don't have to go into super detail. You don't have to do all of that. A lot of people are unaware of what is going on and what is possible. And when they are becoming aware of what is possible and what is going on, they oftentimes get confronted with sources that may have a simple explanation, but a wrong one. 
and be the person who doesn't overcomplicate things, doesn't say this is crazy, I do this and this and I do this and this and I do use this many RPM to do this. I'm doing this for this goal. Yeah. This is what I use. In general, this is a very well-researched method. There is a lot of history. And this is what we want to do for this. This is the kind of communication that is clear and clear to people who are not aware of the really details of the field. Yeah, absolutely. And also uh, what I learned with iGEM actually was if you try to explain to somebody a uh, synthetic biology, it's important to try to get a feeling of how much do they already know and go from there because it's also bad if you like start from zero and they like dumb if they are talking to you because it's like okay yeah I mean I know that but why are you telling me stuff that's easy like this and for as for key. the part of your question for the general public for what a person could do that isn't fully aware of synthetic biology or is not aware at all there are a lot of resources for basic synthetic biology education by prestigious universities from the US and also the UK that are given to you for free. Um, there are also educational YouTubers such as Professor Dave Explains who delve into very well digestible in my personal opinion, but also like things like Crash Course, I think also works where you can have rather digestible, animated, basic explanations of concepts that you might not be aware about from aware of, of your in your higher education. A lot of people in our fields use it because if you work in a multidisciplinary scientist team, you will run into people from very different disciplines. You will sometimes have to explain your part of the discipline or frequently have to explain what exactly you mean. And it's the same for a person who has no connection to it as well. Before reading opinion pieces, whether it be by scientists or anything, it's very important to become aware and educated on the basic terminology used in this field, what is the current general idea, and what is uh, the defining idea of that field. Everything else further than that will make your entire life much easier in reading papers, opinion pieces, articles, uh, interviews. I think that's extremely important if anybody's even vaguely interested in becoming aware of what the field is like. I agree entirely. There are so many brilliant resources out there. I think it's just if you've got the initiative to take a look, you'll find so much cool information out there in such interesting ways that it can be fed to you no matter what your learning style is, whether it be that you're a hardcore academic or you want to sit there with a nice cup of coffee and just quickly watch a video or quickly read an article, there are really cool ways that you can learn about Symbio, whether it be on an entry level or you want to delve deeper. Yeah, like this podcast, for example, subscribe on whatever, <laughs> yes, whatever yes. platform. <laughs> we didn't even have to do that. No, That's brilliant. You're welcome. <laughs> That's it. Oh, gosh. That's all we need. I'm glad we got you guys on. <laughs> well, hopefully at some point we will catch up with you on what's going on. Or, you know, we've got, to anyone listening, you can look at the wiki pages. Check out Vienna's wiki page, especially once we get to wiki freeze and it's all complete. I'm sure it's going to be looking really snazzy. You'll find out loads of cool information and you can look at the future of construction. Yeah, definitely. Check us out once the wiki freeze is there so we can all make sure that you do not encounter an error 404. 
um, <laughs> any other complications. But once the wiki is done and the wiki freezes, I think the 12th of October, please, after the 12th of October, visit our wiki page. And until then, you can get a, a more official and also a more unhinged perspective on our lab work and research work on our Instagram for the more official one and on our TikTok uh, for the more unhinged one. If you feel interested. Yes. For anyone uh, listening on, on YouTube, uh, there'll be links to those in the description. And for anyone listening on Spotify, go and find them. You'll find them. They're somewhere. Brilliant. So should we should we sign that one off there? I think so. Thank Thanks you. for joining us today. It's been an Thank absolute you. pleasure. Thank you for inviting us. It's been a pleasure. It's been lovely. Absolutely. And do keep us updated on your project and how you're doing. We and will yeah, do. you too. We wish you luck in your project. No, yeah, we'll uh, we'll make sure to stay updated with you guys and anyone who's listening. Go and check Team Vienna out. They are really lovely people and really interesting project they're doing. Thank you very much. Thank you. And uh, hope to hear you soon. And good luck with spider silk. And, and good luck to your spider silk. God help us both. <laughs> God help us and the may the spider silk Preach. gods smile upon our project. Yes. <laughs> That's all we have time for today. As always, thanks to our wonderful guests, and please feel free to follow us on Instagram at exeter.igem2022, on YouTube at exeter.igem2022, or pop us an email on exeter.igem2022 at gmail.com. Please ask any questions via the social media or in the comments, and any other feedback is greatly appreciated. Bye for now!